Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andrew. How you doing today? Oh, that is a great question, man. I really don't know how I'm doing today on so many on so many levels. I feel like my whole soul, my body, my soul, my sports fandom—they're all. The Giants commanders tie right now. I am still recovering from COVID. I uh, tested yesterday and was still positive. Um, I have obligations tonight, so I will be testing after this show um, to see if it's uh, canceling those obligations um, because I'm still positive. Uh, again, my football team tied. Yesterday, what's that? My, what's that feel like when you tie, like as a fan? Well, so there's, you know, the the general consensus from the Giants players. Oh man, you just want to go out there. You want an opportunity to win or lose. Tie. It doesn't really seem right. Then there was the actual strategic sort of uh, play within the game that led to the tie. For me personally. Um, I was, and you know, this isn't necessarily um, my sports outlook. I was more optimistic about it. I was sort of glass half full about it. I was like, you know, getting swept by the commanders would have essentially um, taken us out of the playoff race. Like if we lose both of those games to the commanders and the only game we we win down the stretch is say that Colts game, um, because otherwise they have two Eagles games and uh, another and a Vikings. Um, So like basically if they only won games that they should, AKA the Colts game and got swept by this commander's team, essentially probably out of the playoffs. And I think for this giants team, the, the goal for this season, get in the playoffs, whatever, like that's a great way to have a rebuilding a first year of a rebuild with the new coach, make the playoffs when no one expected you to. Um, so for me, as an optimist in this situation, a tie isn't getting swept by the commanders. Now you're you you still you can still sneak in here with some different things happening um, without a loss in that game. So I was like late in that game in the in the overtime when they decided to punt on fourth and three on their own side of the on, on the Washington side of the field. Uh, I actually liked that call. And Tug, of all people, um, was messaging me and was like, punt. And I was like, you're Mr. Analytics. Like, I think punt probably significantly decreases their chances of losing the game, let alone, you know, winning, tying, whatever. So that was my approach from that. But then I've also got this, like, Mets pitching saga that is... um, Really, the 
really taking over the majority of my brain power right now. And it also kind of feels like a weird tie slash loss, if you ask me. Yeah, man, you're really passionate about those mats. Well, I mean, like, first of all, you're, you're, you, I know Andy Ruther is, I don't care about anything during football season, but football, but like, no, no, oh, no. I, I'm just saying like, like you, I was looking at your tweets. Like you are passionate, man. Well, I'm, I'm very like disturbed at what's how this is, how this Steve Cohen era has started. Um, but you were Mr. Steve Cohen. You were number one. I was mis- Listen, I was Mr. Steve Cohen because everything I knew about him and everything that his his actions at certain times tell me that he's going to live up to his reputation of Mr. Win at all costs, literally, like doesn't matter what the cost is, we are going to win. And there's been a number of situations early in the Steve Cohen ownership that make me believe that is not true. And it's giving me weird flashbacks to the will ponds. Now, every Mets fan out there, here's, let me tell you the other thing that's, let me, let me start by saying this, Andy. I hate the coping, the, the spin zone fan base. You've you've heard this from me before about my teams. Don't tell me, don't you? You can't just all jump on board, Carmelo Anthony. He's gonna be the fucking like. Take what we actually know, and do it like this coping uh, approach to the Mets having these the number one the number one free agent in baseball was on the Mets last year. By all accounts, the number one ranked free agent in baseball by every stand, ESPN, MLB.com, whatever, the number one free agent was on the Mets. He is no longer on the Mets. And I've been told Steve Cohen doesn't lose. You're not going to outbid Steve Cohen. And here's the thing. They did. Somebody came in and said, we'll give them more money. And Steve Cohen said, fine. Yeah, but hold on. But hold on. Let me hop in. I would counter that with it's not just about money when it comes to Jacob DeGrom because of his injuries the last few years. Here is my problem. Don't be right. Don't be reckless. Just spending like like. But but and here's the thing. If you're going That's a to lot have, of money. If you're going to have that approach, this this is my issue with with the Steve Cohen ownership right now. If this is going, if you are going to, you just need a course, and you just need to stay your course. If your approach is, we are going to play it smart, then why are you handing forty year olds forty million dollars a year? Why are you giving Max Scherzer three years, 40 million a season and Verlander three years, 40 million a season? Verlander just won a Cy Young. He had one of his, he had his best year ever, arguably. Right. And in the last three seasons, he's pitched less games than Jacob DeGrom. 
because well, he missed all of 2020 let's and do the all math. 2021 to injury. But let's do the math. Verlander's getting what, $80 million? For two years with a vested uh, option in the third year. And so I Jacob believe it's DeGrom, 46, 40, 86, so $43 million a year. So, so Jacob DeGrom got 100, what, 185? $37 million a year for five years with an option for a six. But my point is that's still about a hundred million more. It's also like, so the th- here's the thing I don't understand is your payroll is seasonal. First of all. So now you're literally paying more for Scherzer and for Verlander than you would be paying for DeGrom. Also, I really don't understand the high AAV play because three years from now you then will what find some other pitcher to spend 45 million dollars on short term also it just see it just feels like very will and i and i say that because this last year they went all in on scherzer and then the trade deadline came and they didn't make any moves suddenly they seem to get scared about money and we don't, we're not going to trade for Juan Soto because when we'd have to sign him and then there's these draft picks, you know, or, or I mean, prospects, blah, blah, blah. So then the Mets of all the teams don't go. The Padres are in the NLCS. The Phillies are in the NLCS. The teams that made moves at the deadlines and said, we're going for it. Get to the NLCS. Yeah, but the but Mets, I, but the I would Mets argue who are the who are the all in team suddenly don't go all in. But but I think again, it's not like you're you're not left with nothing. It's like you lose Jacob Degrom and you're getting my my Justin my, Verlander. My, you know my what I'm saying? Problem is it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tie situation. Sure. Listen, I'm not upset that we got Jesus Christ, dude. We're not picking up the phone. I'm not upset that we got Justin Verlander, but I just don't understand the reasoning that you can use if you don't sign DeGrom. You're like age and injuries. Verlander and Scherzer are significantly older than Jacob DeGrom. Verlander just pitched a full season, one year removed from Tommy John surgery all the way through the world series from everything we know across sports. What is more likely a 34 year old has a full off season of recovering from his weird injuries that he had on and off or a 40 year old who pitched all the way through to the world series a year removed from Tommy John surgery does it again. Also, didn't we, do we learn nothing from Max Scherzer? The Dodgers didn't want Max Scherzer because his arm died in October. Then the Mets paid him the high AAV money. And then his arm died in the biggest series in of the year and in the playoffs. There's, the problem with the Steve Cohen era so far is he was supposed to be George Steinbrenner. And now 
he's 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 wavering on that. Yeah, but let, what, let me say this. Let me say this. You want my honest my honest opinion? Yeah, is that you had such a man crush? This is what I think. I think it's it's just personal for you. You had such a man crush on Jacob Degrom, right? And now he's gone. We had the number one free agent in baseball, and we let him go because yeah, of yeah, money. But, yeah, but 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 again, dude, I would not personally. I would not pay. I'm not even bit like based on just the information I have, I would not give that much money to a guy who's coming off those injuries. Now we're going to do this in 20 minutes about Lamar Jackson, but you know what the difference is? There's no fucking salary cap. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But, but, but again, I, I think even, even when you, even when you have the wealth that he has, I'd argue, like, give me a name, a sports owner who just literally said, there's got to be some in our life that just said, I don't care. I will throw all the money. George Steinbrenner. You think George Steinbrenner was that extreme? So here's the thing about George Steinbrenner. And this is what the Mets and Mets fans and certainly me was expecting. There was a time we I've shit on Derek Jeter plenty. I've shit on Derek Jeter plenty, but there was a time where George Steinbrenner said, I'm going to give Derek Jeter $190 million over 10 years when no one else is going to pay him $120 million. Why am I going to do that? Because he's our guy. I want to keep him. And guess what? The money I just gave him doesn't affect my spending. Going forward, I can give him 190 million and go sign other guys. I could give him 150 million and go sign other guys. I don't give a shit how much I spend. So the Yankees give Derek Jeter the 190 million, even though no one was going to pay him that money to keep him. The legacy player, the face of the franchise, the whole thing, all the things that we fucking talk about with Derek Jeter, all the accolades Derek Jeter now has. Because the Yankees said, we're, gonna, we're going to decimate the market with his number. No one's going to pay him this. We are because he's our guy and we're going to keep him. And then you want to see something, Andy? The last Yankees title was in 2009. George Steinbrenner died in 2010. And then the Steinbrenner family after George is dead is like, hey, we can't just overpay guys. And then sign guys too. And surprise, surprise, the Yankees haven't won shit since then. You can be a smart baseball team or you can spend a ton of money. The Mets need to pick a fucking lane. Either you're afraid to make moves at a deadline and get big names because you're going to give up prospects. Or you can go give Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander $40 million a year each when they're 40 years old, but you must pick a lane. And if your lane is all in right now to win, the fact that you let the single number one ranked free agent in baseball leave over money says that you are not playing your cards that way. I don't know if I necessarily agree because again, they turned right around and they paid Justin Verlander. 
Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe. Look, I'm just saying there's things we might not know health wise. There, right? Correct. There's things we might not know health wise about Jacob Degrom. Have you sure. ever thought about that? You know what sure. I'm saying? Like, like, like the the Texans or not the Texans, the Texas Rangers, I should say, have a history of just overpaying guys that don't pan out. The- I mean, you, you could say that they don't pay an out or you could say that they have a history of overpaying guys and not surrounding them with people. And then those guys just go there to die, which they overpay. They, I wouldn't even say they overpaid last year, but they spent a, a half a billion dollars on free agency. And then they lost 94 games because they didn't have any fucking pitching. Sure. So they got pitching the Mets. It, to me, it just, I, I, don't, I don't know, but, but, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me just, I'm just going to ask you straight up for, for uh, sports wise, forget the Mets, forget the Grom, forget baseball. What in your opinion is more likely a 34 year old who has had injuries the last three years, puts it together, gets healthy, pitches well for three seasons, or for the first time ever, a 40 year old says, fuck father time. I'm going to be Nolan Ryan and pitch Cy Young fucking level baseball into the mid forties. Like, I I don't know. I I, I mean, to be honest, but, but I've seen Odell Beckham jr. Come back from a knee. We've seen Adrian Peterson come back from a knee. Those guys were younger though too. We're talking, you know, he's 34. 34 is a lot different than, than 28 or whatever it is on some of those guys. But but let me ask you this, because this is what I honestly think. I think it's just you took it personally that he left based on no. seeing some of your act. Dude, because you you're you like took it, you like almost want to go at Jacob DeGrom based on some of your tweets that like you took it personally that he left your team. I actually am not when, he, I, when he's just what, going to get paid. No, 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 no. I actually don't fault Jacob DeGrom at all. I have no fault at Jacob DeGrom because here's the thing. Mets fans, again, coping spin zone Mets fans. The Rangers made him an offer and he didn't hear an offer from the Mets. He didn't get, he didn't give the Mets a chance to to match. So clearly he wanted okay. to leave. But you literally tweeted, enjoy Arlington, Jake. Anyone who chooses Cracker Barrel, Whataburger, and Endless Office Parks over New York City deserves what comes to them. By that, I mean an eternity in third place. So oh, listen. To me, that sounds like you're you're taking it personally that he's choosing to go to Texas. Well, he did versus- choose. To, he, he specifically chose to go to Texas over New York. But I actually blame the Mets for that. And this is, again, coping Mets fans, we didn't get a chance to match. Why did we have to have a chance to match? Why did he go to free agency? Why didn't we lock him up before it? You know what the fucking Braves do? They lock up guys two years before they're going to become free agents. We don't. We go, hey, let's take our chances in free agency and see if the guy from the South, who's definitely going to move to Texas and get a pickup truck that he's never going to put anything in the back of and go eat at Whataburger every day, and live probably in an office park, chose Texas. Why are we even doing this? The number one free agent in baseball left the Mets because the Mets didn't offer him enough money. I thought we had the new George Steinbrenner. 
coping Mets fans then going, uh, his arm, his injuries, his arm, his injuries. What are we talking about? You just signed Justin Verlander from the Astros. Can you imagine if the Astros had bought out Verlander's contract after a fucking Tommy John? And he didn't win the Cy Young last year? Well, you can't play age and injuries and then tout the 40-year-old a year removed from Tommy John surgery. You can't do age and injuries and then jack off because Max Scherzer, you got for $45 million a year with a dead arm. So before we started the show, I listened to a call. Someone has a new theory on everything going on. I'm just going to play it. What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's your number one Austin Dirtball KT coming at you. I uh, just want to have this call to have a quick maybe debate amongst the Dirtballs and you, Joe, and Andy. I'm um, talking about curses. So I know the famous Ruther curse is inevitable, but I think we crowned a new king, and his name is Joe Prano. The Prano curse seems to be much, much stronger than the Ruther curse. My man Prano, he used to talk so much shit on the Braves last year, the Phillies this year, and they just fucking smoked through the Mets in the playoffs this year. The Mets had the biggest choke after he was talking a lot of shit on the Mets being the Goats this year. My man Prano talked so much shit on Texas. The day after that podcast, his Lord and Savior, Jacob DeGrom got signed by the Texas Rangers. Oh, my God. You, you, just, you just can't write this up. And then to replace Jacob DeGrom, they got the 40-year-old Justin Verlander for over $40 million a year. Oh, my God. What an LOL Mets moment. Brano, I don't even want to say condoms are for you, but condoms are for – you guys not talking about baseball until two months before the playoffs this past season. Love you guys. Take it easy. What was that last part? Uh, Condoms are for us not talking enough baseball until two months before. Take that up with Andy Ruther. There's also a spinoff podcast of the show devoted to only talking baseball for the whole season. You can subscribe to the Dirty Slides on all places that podcasts are available, um, which I'm sure we'll put out a hot stove Dirty Slides coming up soon. Um, I talked a lot of shit about Texas um, and I have issues with Texas. The one thing I didn't talk shit about was the Houston Astros uh, who are world series champions. So I don't really know why we're even talking. Are we talking about which NL East team lost the funnest? <laughs> like what are, what the fuck are we talking about? The Braves he, and, and well, the Phillies. Well, obviously he's saying you, you did talk shit all year about the Braves and then the Braves I, no, lose to the no, Mets. No, no. Actually, what I talked shit about the whole year was Braves fans who that so in the end, what this is the actually the funniest part about the NL East is the Braves fans in the end were like, We did it. We fucking I told you we were gonna take first place, and we fucking did take first place. And then the team in third place went to the World Series. So what? Like, well, look, it's fine. As someone who has a curse 
I think you're in, you're in the Andy Ruther stages of curse denial. You know, you know, there, there's a little, oh, there, there's there, no, there, there's, there's certain Texas certainly seems to have, to have it out for me. Um, the, the Cowboys game, the Rangers, the COVID, the fucking, what, what about thing. the, what about the Eagles being good? What about the, well, now, now just if teams in my divisions are good, I've cursed my team, the team I root for, is, which, which by the way, I, I am ready to. I am I am anticipating losing my Eagles bet about winning a playoff game. You think they're going to win a playoff? I think game. they will. Okay. I I, th- I think I think I you know we have five weeks left in the season, and, and I think right now that's my assessment. And sadly, the Jimmy G injury just really you talk about throwing a monkey wrench in that entire NFC. I would, I would be shocked. And this is my, this is my prediction right now, December 5th. I'd be shocked if anybody from the NFC won the Super Bowl. shocked. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we've been saying that for a while. Yeah. And also, but I, I like the, I like the Niners a lot in a Super Bowl. I just, now you got Brock Purdy. I, but like, I don't, I think of all the teams for their starting quarterback to go down. I agree. Like who gives a shit? No, First you're all, right. They just, they they just beat the shit out of the the Dolphins yesterday, and they run the ball and they have a great defense. And their starting quarterback's been out ten weeks, twelve weeks, sixteen weeks. How long? I mean, fourteen weeks. How long ago? Like Trey Lance is their starter. You, yeah, Jimmy G was their starter last year, but Trey Lance is their starting quarterback. Yeah. So you are already on them high with their backup. True. Like I, I think the, I think the Niners' ability to beat Team X in a NFC playoff game doesn't change all that significantly without Jimmy G. Now, you could argue their chances of winning four playoff games with Brock Purdy is smaller than their chances of winning four playoff games with Jimmy G. That's fine. But I still think as far as a monkey wrench goes, like this could, I, which team in the NFC are we not sure they can beat with Brock Purdy? Well, I, you know, I put the Cowboys, I think the, again, the Cowboys defense, if by the they, way, Brock Purdy is a name that it's a great name. Like, Yeah. It's also a name like a, a a Texan looking at like some fucking granite would say Brock Purdy. Yep, dip Brock Purdy. Oh, it's the most uh it's like the most country star name ever. Like, man, you get that new Brock Purdy country album. Talking about drinking what is it? Like spiked iced. What's the uh what's what's the iced tea? It's actually based here in Cincinnati. It's it's the iced tea that has liquor in it or, or alcohol. I mean, it's I it's, know, it's the like most Mike's hard lemonade. No, it's not Twi- Mike's hard twisted lemonade. tea. Twisted tea. It's based in Cincinnati. So Brock Purdy's from Arizona. Went to Iowa State. His brother is. His brother. Is uh. Oh, it's better place for Nebraska. This is how I don't know. Shubba Purdy? Chuba? C-H-U-B-B-A? Chuba? It's got to be Chuba. 
I, I hate that though. I really hate that injury because I, I thought they were obviously playing good football. They still smoked the Dolphins and Tua had his test. And I know it's just one game, but like you failed, bro. Well, here's what I'm going to say about Tua. And I know I can guarantee you the Tua stands are still standing. I can guarantee it. I saw one of my least favorite people in all of the world, let alone the sports talking head industry, Stephen A, screaming at Dan Orlovsky, who is still, Tua played fine. Tua played great. I'm going to pull out. I don't care that his tackles were out. I don't care that he lost the game. To me, it wasn't about winning and losing the game. I said this was his opportunity to show me he's a great quarterback in the NFL. And I'm going to pull out the same exact statistic I dropped on Andy Ruther when he was trying to argue that Russell Wilson was a top five quarterback years ago. I'm going to drop the same exact statistic I dropped on Andy when Russell Wilson lost a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care if you are playing the 85 Bears and you don't have tackles, let alone playing with backup tackles, if you convert exactly zero third downs, you're not an elite quarterback in the NFL. You go over on third down, you go over. The whole game on third down, you convert zero? Cool. You're not even allowed to ask, is he a top five quarterback in the NFL when that happens? I don't want to hear the question. We will not be playing your calls. You win nothing. Good day, sir. Well, we didn't get any calls about Tua. I didn't think we would. But people who stand for him, I've never understood because this, again, was like a first important game, end of season, tough environment, great defense. I thought, to be honest, I thought he played better. I thought he would actually play better. It's just it's just some some crucial turnovers. And that's why they've been paper tires for me, too. Because dude, their defense is sus. And if you're giving up all those points to Brock Purdy, and I know obviously Shanahan has a great scheme and a great system out there in San Francisco, but you just can't do that. But the thing, you know, and and I've I've talked a lot about Eli Manning slaying the dragon that is Tom Brady. And we've talked about this quarterback versus that quarterback. The bottom line is um, Brock Purdy didn't play against Tua. Tua played against the Niners D correct, and Purdy played against the Dolphins D. And that's why the, the honestly to me, I, and I said, it is like, if you go on the road and you win that game, you're showing me something, but also I can evaluate you even if you don't win that game. And I said that last week in previewing this game, if you go out there and you learn, you lose 38, 36, you know, um, but you, but you put up a bunch of points on the Niners defense, then you can show me something. Okay. So let me do this. When you go Oh, for a third down zero, not one, not one, not one. We're not talking about one. We're talking about zero, zero for on third down. Stay the fuck away from my, top five quarterbacks in the NFL conversation. I want you to rank and then I'll do it where we sit after 13 weeks of football 
are one through three to make it, not win, to make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC right now? To make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Okay. I can go first if you want, or you can go. Sure, you can go. So I'm going to go number one. Philadelphia Eagles right now, which whatever. They they obviously have one loss. I think home field advantage is, is, is crucial there. Number two, Dallas Cowboys. Number three, San Francisco 49ers. I, th- I think Dallas has the formula of if they can run the ball and they can play defense, that wins playoff games. I don't have Dallas, too. I'll tell you, you that much. No. I don't know. I have Eagles one right now. How can you not have them one? Sure. Um, the the what's I'm the hesitancy start. on Dallas? Because again, to well, me, that defense just. That, I'll tell you a couple things on the hesitancy hesitancy on Dallas. Um, the last two weeks, they've won the games. Uh, They've won against the Giants and against the Colts, and they've won running away with it, and they look so good and whatever. But, like, both those games, shitty Dak throws, turning the ball over. Teams that shouldn't – teams, including my Giants and obviously the Indianapolis Colts, that shouldn't be hanging around the second-best team in the NFC. Yeah, at some point, you're going to fucking smash them. But I, I would just say this. If you look at a world arm wrestling championship and you go out there and you put this guy who's supposed to be the best arm wrestling champion, and then you put my 12-year-old sister up against him, and for 30 seconds she holds him fucking even, and then he fucking slams the shit out of her, I'm going, I don't know how I like this guy's chances moving on. Why did that take so long? Dak, some some reckless, gross, bad interceptions in both the last two games. Yeah, if they run the ball well, but like also we have a McCarthy situation. Like I'll take Coach X over McCarthy. I'll just say it right now. I think I have San Francisco ahead of Dallas, and I don't okay. even know if I have. I don't even know if I have them at two. So neither of us have mentioned Minnesota. So we have zero faith. I think they're total paper tigers. I think they are too. I just think you're, you're talking, I'm like all the things I'm talking about with Dak Prescott right now. I think I've thought about Kirk cousins for 10 years. Yeah. You're not going to pressure him and he's not going to make terrible decisions. Honestly, I, I almost like a dumbed down San Francisco offense where they're telling Brock Purdy not to make mistakes than I do of like letting Kirk Cousins just be Kirk Cousins. I think my top three in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl might be Philadelphia, San Francisco, and like Team the, the, X. The field? Yeah. Okay. I don't like Dallas and I don't like Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I, listen, the Dallas is showing us something 
But also, I think that they're showing us the opposite at the same time. But at the like, same time, I agree. I, I, I agree to the fact of like every time I see Jerry Jones, when they cut to the Jones family in the owner suite, I just think, are they really going to like, are they really going to put together? You know, it's been it's been a quarter of a century, more than a quarter of a century since they've done this. Are they really going to put it together for a Super Bowl run? Let me ask you something, Andy. Does do you think the Joe Prano curse or the Joe Prano Joe Prano v Texas? Do you think this ends so clearly in Odell Beckham on the Cowboys? I mean, that's just like that's just like the final Texas. Degrom, COVID, the Imagine. Cowboys. Odell on them in a Super Bowl. I mean, you, how about just Odell and DeGrom suiting up fucking 30 yards apart every week? Well, it'd be a one-term deal, or you know, it'd be the Odell thing would be a short, right? It'd be the end of this season. Well, that, no, he, he'd no. be a rental. No, that's not he's saying he's making a decision based on somebody wanting to give him multiple years. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. He, he wants multiple years. I listen. The Cowboys ha, have impressed me at times. I think the Cowboys have. I should say. I think the Cowboys have the manpower. Like it yeah. should be. It should like. It should be Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. Like you have it. And it it would be Eagles. Or. Niners first if they had a if they weren't playing with a third stringer right and then Cowboys should be in the top three talent alone but this game isn't played on talent alone well with all that being said and I know it's still very fluid I mean Jalen Hurts and had a great game yesterday you know and he's and these aren't like the Titans are well coached well yeah, that was an impressive that that's the first that's the first uh Eagles win that made me look at them and they smoked them this seriously differently. Me too. And it wasn't a game if you watch that. And and Hertz is making the throws. Like he's a legitimate MVP candidate at this point. Now there's five weeks left. A lot can happen in five weeks. But I would say he really tightened that race with Patrick Mahomes. And then Joe Burrow knocked on the door and was like, yo, I'm entering the chat. I saw you put that on the rundown and I disagree. How? Because I just think, like, I guess the question is what? Joe Burrow is so fucking good, man. I'm yeah, telling no, you. No, no, I'm, I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm, I've never once argued against that. No, I know. But I don't think people realize, even including myself, until this year. Like yesterday. But I'm, 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 I'm talking about the, I'm talking about, we're, when we talk MVP, we have to talk, we're talking like, we could rank our top 10 MVP candidates, right? Sure. We could rank our top 50. But really, the only conversation should be guys who have a legitimate chance to win. That could be one player. That could be two players. That could be three players. That could be five players. But I don't think that Joe Burrow has a legitimate chance to win MVP right now because, and I, I understand that he beat Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Patrick Mahomes has better stats and a better record. Well, it's not just that. And by the way, I would not vote for Joe Burrow ahead of Patrick Mahomes today, just to clarify. All I'm saying is I think he's moving right up there. He was in third. He's in third, in my opinion. And he's trailing, but he's not that he's not too far behind. I just think 
When I think MVP, the value for your team, and we've seen it. But uh, let, let, let's look at let the me, Bengals ask, before let me, let me, he walked let me ask out of you that something. Field. Let me ask you something. Why is Jalen? I'm assuming you have Jalen Hurts too. Well, and, and there could be a legitimate argument. How good are the Eagles without Jalen Hurts? And I think that's a fair argument. Okay, so you have Jalen Hurts too. Right I now, do, you right. have Mahomes one, Hurts uh, two, Burrow three. Correct. So which, let me ask, which you is a, what I had last week. So let me ask you a question. Why do you have like Joe Burrow has better stats than Jalen Hurts? Well, all around game, you, you you can't dismiss the rushing touchdowns. Which, by the way, Burrow has five as well. So it's like yeah. you you can't dismiss. These are legitimate. But Burrow has better stats than Hurts. Correct. So Hurts is ahead of him because. Well, his team. Has, has a better loss. record. Correct. Right. So when you fashion it that way, how could Burrow ever jump Mahomes unless he at least jumps him in record? Well, I don't want to curse the Bengals, dude. I don't. Here's the thing. They're playing. The Bengals are playing better than any team in the NFL right now. I'm going to say that right now. I think they're playing better than any team in the NFL. They have five games left. All tough games. Because the Browns have their number. Joe Burrow's never beaten the Cleveland Browns. So that's going to be a tough game. It's this week. It's at home. Rivalry, division, state, Deshaun Watson's first road game. I mean, there's going to be a lot of fanfare. It's not an easy road. Then they go to Tampa. Then they have New England. Then the Bill, infamous Bills game, which we're going to be at. And then they close with Baltimore. I mean, I think the Bengals can legitimately win four of five to end the year. Okay which would be tough. Right. And, and, and they might have to have a better record, but let me ask you this. I, I think, I think this, when I, when I bring up MVP, it's like, I would put Bur at this point. I didn't think it, I would put Burroughs value at the same for his team as Mahomes. And, and to be honest, Andy Reed has made it work with guys outside of my home. Like my point is Joe Burrow carries that. They went three and one without. No one said, but now, but now we're getting, now now we're doing the NBA thing. Now we're doing the NBA thing where LeBron James deserves the MVP every single year that he's ever been in the league until fucking two seasons ago. None of these awards are based on value. Correct. They should be. They should be. Tom Brady would have none. Right. Peyton Manning would have all well, of them the years. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like we we we've done this before. Peyton Manning leaves your team, you go you go over. Tom Brady leaves your team, Matt Castle wins eleven games. Like we've seen this before. My point is, it's not based on just value. Sure, it's based on value statistically and your team success. So I agree with you. I probably have Burrow third if I was looking at this from a who's most – in terms of an actual – like the the way the NFL people vote for it. Like the way NFLers vote, NFL press votes, I think the majority of people right now probably have Mahomes one, Hurts two, Burrow three. But I guess what I'm saying is – you don't have a legitimate shot until you're until you have an argument against one of those guys that's above you. 
Let me ask you this. I could argue Burrow ahead of Hurts. I could argue that because Burrow is doing way more. Like he's just doing more. And he's not in the NFC where maybe the Bengals would be undefeated. Okay. But I can't make an argue our argument right now for Burrow over Mahomes. I can't because Mahomes team is better right now, like record wise. And he's statistically better. Okay. Record wise. I also think here's what's here's interesting. And this is not an MVP part of the discussion. It's fascinating to see the Bengals that beat them three times. We both missed that. I, I thought there's no way in the I same calendar no year. Yeah. And this is kind of, this is definitely comparison wise, early shades, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Sure. And last night's game, third and 11, they get the first down. I mean, that was a dime that he just, just funneled right in there to T Higgins. When it comes to how they're playing right now, like I said, I still think the Bengals are playing the best because because they're playing in such high, you know, you win at Tennessee in a grinded out game. You win at home against the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? They still have the Bills. Like, I think he has a legitimate shot about playing himself as a serious MVP contender. I'd be shocked, just like I'd be shocked if somebody from the NFC won. I'd be shocked if, and I'm I'm willing to say it, if the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Bengals are winning that division because of a Lamar Jackson injury. And also, even if he wasn't injured, I, I didn't have faith. We, we, we also, that offense is terrible. I'm going to say something that's crazy. I think Tyler Huntley might have a better, better arm, better accuracy than Lamar Jackson. Probably crazy. Is that crazy? Probably, but also doesn't even, who cares? Doesn't even like, why are we, who, what, what's the claim? What, why make the claim? The, the, the only thing that needs to be talked about is Lamar Jackson's injured again. Now I'm going to counter that because everyone's going to say this because his defenders came out, as you know, both times injured in the pocket is what they've said. Okay. Not running the ball is what his defenders are going to say. Right. Right. So my, here's my argument for that. And you, we can, you could, if you want to, you know, if we want to call up one of the Dr. Dirt Balls, if we want to get a, uh, a joint specialist on this show. Okay. Um, if I try to break through the fucking door of your apartment and I fucking ram it, and I fucking ram it and I fucking ram it and I fucking ram it 40 times. And then I knock my shoulder out. And my once again, fictional 12 year old sister comes and pushes the last one through who knocked the fucking door down. I don't believe. And the same, same thing I said about Josh Allen. Oh, it's his elbow. It's his, it's his throwing. It's like the door, blah, 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 blah. They're the, it's the human body. You're putting it through hits all the time. And then suddenly we just think this is just how it happens. It's like sometime you just break on a random thing. You're making your quarterback get hit more than other quarterbacks. And then he gets hurt and you're like, well, he was throwing the ball. 
He's also trying to escape the pocket. Like, what do we, you know? Yeah. I wonder if he's regretting the whole contract situation. How could he not be? Because at this point, that leverage is fully in the court of the Baltimore Ravens. It is. There's no other way around. The Ravens have all the leverage right now. Saying, look, dude, you got hurt. And again, even before you got hurt, our offense wasn't that good. Now, to be fair, I want to be fair to Lamar for a second. He has no weapons. They, they the, the A.J. Brown, not A.J. Brown, who'd they get rid of last year? Um, A.J. Brown was on Tennessee. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Who did they lose? I, forget, I, don't, I don't know. who. I forget who they lost, but they lost some weapons. He, he doesn't have many weapons to throw the ball to. He just doesn't. But I also don't think he's a good enough quarterback, like we've discussed, to make the no-name guys better, like great quarterbacks do. Like Peyton Manning, like Tom Brady. They're making these slot guys who you've never heard of suddenly become a household name. The Brandon Stokely's, the Wes Welker's, the Julian Edelman. The name goes on and on. And I just think his flaws are being shown. And I said this beginning of the year. I don't know if you remember this. Guys, we saw him at his ceiling when he won the MVP. And for the record, he is one of the most electric players to watch. I'll never forget going to the Ravens-Rams Monday night football game the year he won the MVP. This is the difference between Major League Baseball and the NFL. You could, like the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott, take this opportunity while he's hurt and be like, hey, we'll pay you anyway. If you're a Major League Baseball team and Steve Cohen was your owner, what do we give a fuck? Make him an offer. If he comes back, he comes back. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But in the NFL, you have a salary cap. Look at what's going on with fucking the Russell Wilson saga. Look at what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Look at what's going on when you pay a guy and then you can't pay guys around him. Okay? So this is the fucking difference. When you go Lamar Jackson injury history, and then you go Jacob DeGrom injury history. Prano, how come you fucking love DeGrom so much? Because I don't give a fuck if DeGrom gets hurt again. It's not my fucking money, and there's no fucking salary cap. But I'll ask you this question about Lamar Jackson right now, Andy. And I would love our caller to call in next week. The Colts are off this week, and then they have the Vikings on Thursday night football. Who gives the Colts a better chance to win on Thursday night football against the Vikings? Matt Ryan? Or Lamar Jackson. Two weeks from now. Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson. You're saying given his injury status right now. I'm saying just, yeah, given whoever. The, yeah. At, at this very moment. Yeah. Who will have, who will have, who do you think will have better statistics at the end of the year? Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson. I got in the most heated Matt Ryan discussion on text, which is still going on with my brother. He he is so angry that I said he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I said, let's bet. I think he will make it. Angry about it. 
I said, based on his numbers, because it always comes back to, well, the, the, all the numbers are inflated the last 20 years, which is true. But I, but I, but I, I, I double back on my saying consistency, staying on the field, MVP. Because something has changed. The numbers go up in the last 20 years, but also guys seem to, oh, Jameis Winston is on pace for the most ever. That's my point. Where's Jameis Winston? Baker Mayfield, highest rookie, gone. That's my point. Exactly. Jimmy G, great team. Been been there for a while now. Lamar Jackson's numbers. All these guys. But what I was going to say Russell Wilson. I mean, they can't even score. I mean, mean, it's pathetic, by the way. Like, all you need is. But I'm just saying the difference difference between Matt Ryan's Hall of Fame uh, like chances and Russell Wilson's is Matt Ryan got to a point where he's past the point of it probably. He's he's now just adding numbers onto his career. Russell Wilson's at the point in his career right now where he may be playing himself out of a, what was a Hall of Fame career. I agree. I agree at this point. But back to Lamar real quick. You're take so you're taking Matt Ryan next week against the Vikings? Well, one guy has an injured knee, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just double checking. Because that caller, he called. He's called six, eight, twelve I, times. I really, I would really bring him this guy back into it. I would really do it. It's, it's like the Texas thing, guys. You don't have to call me. I like, I appreciate it, but three one zero three five nine eight three six five. We're, we're not going to play any more calls about Texas. Um, I appreciate it, but you know, I, I think we 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 think what we think at this point, and nothing's changing. I want to say one last thing about Lamar. We saw his best season. Again, I saw it live. I've never seen anybody run like how I saw him run live. I really haven't. That game was a blowout, Monday Night Football. A complete massacre. We saw the best season he's had, and he didn't win a playoff game. To me, like that is the argument. That is what the Baltimore Ravens bring to the table. Dude, we saw your best season, which the truth is you're probably never going to have again. And you didn't win a single playoff game. Why are we paying you? Everybody is always going to want to make it a racial thing. And it's not a racial thing, but Cam Newton. MVP 15 and one Super Bowl run. And what? It can all come together where you play a style of play. You don't get hurt and you make a good run. Yeah. You have an insane year. But to trot a guy out year after year and say, you're our tailback and our quarterback, survive, survive the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, do it again. It's not reasonable. Yeah. It's not reasonable for Josh Allen. Who's white? It's not reasonable for Daniel Jones, who's white. Guess what, Philadelphia Eagles fans? It's not reasonable for Jalen Hurts. You just can't do it. This is just the way the league is. Everybody's too damn fast and too damn strong. 
Yeah. You can't just have your quarterback take hits. I know. All the fucking time. I know. Andrew Luck didn't even fucking run nearly as much as these guys. Gone. No, but he also, again, wanted contact, which was a huge mistake. He wanted to truck guys. He wanted to feel that impact. People can shit on the Eli Mannings and the Peyton Mannings of the world on a random third down, on a random third and 12 after a holding call where they don't even get touched and they lay down in the pocket. They literally would lay down. But they also played 15 consecutive years without missing a snap. You're right. I do remember. I remember the literally laying down. Because you live to fight a random middle of the season third down doesn't help you win the play win a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Being being available for 17 consecutive games, four in the playoffs. Until the Peyton Manning um Broncos run and until the Patrick Mahomes run, it had been years. Since the quarterback missed a fucking game to injury and won a Super Bowl. You got to stay on the field. So here are some stats real quick that I saw. That would be horrifying if I'm a Ravens fan again about this contract. Everybody was like, oh, he's starting the season. Great. So this first. Three games, he had 10, 10 passing touchdowns and his, you know. In, in his normal rushing yards, which is which is always great. So 10 passing touchdowns through three games. Then from week four through 12, he only had seven touchdowns and five picks. Guys, they had the ball yesterday three times. He had 11, he had 11 passing yards. I'm just saying, through three possessions yesterday, he had 11, think about that. He had 11 passing yards through three possessions. He ain't that guy. He, he's never going to, you basically, they had their window uh, and then he won a Super Bowl. They won one playoff game. That's done. Joe Burrow literally is kicking down. The door has been kicked down. He's like, this is my division now. And then you got, you know, who knows? Pickett could turn out to be, you know what I'm saying? Good. He, he's been playing well. Like, like, you never know. I just think, I know people might think I'm crazy. Like, I think that window is already gone. For them. Cat Jason Kidd has entered the chat. He wants to, he wants to talk lines. No. I, I have to read what he wrote in the comment section on YouTube. But here, but let me just add one thing on your, on your Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. It's his division, all that stuff. Joe Burrow's on his rookie contract. A hundred percent. If you're the Ravens, if you're the Browns, if you're the Steelers, Browns, by the way, gave 460, whatever. Like the Browns have the fucking Deshaun Watson contract. If you're the if you're the Steelers or you're the Ravens, your only hope against Joe Burrow is you put together a team around a quarterback that doesn't get paid a ton and hope to beat him. 
when they hand Joe Burrow half a billion dollars. Because they, the Bengals can't sign everybody. No, and they won't. But they're going to sign Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because he's earned it. Sure. And he's proven it. And he's the kind of guy you go, well, you don't love to do it, but you have to do it. Sure. You have to give him the money. And, and that's a... You don't have to give Lamar Jackson the money. No, and that's a great point about the Bengals team this year. Look, I said they win the division. I said they would make it back to the AC Championship. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about both. But th- this is the last year. I'm, I'm saying it right now. This is probably the last year you have Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. And Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ron. Like, like, dude, this is it, man. Make, make it count. Try, try to get back. This is what Cat Jason Kidd was trying to say about the NFC, the difference between the NFC and the AFC using his Lions. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. I think the most telling thing about the NFC is that if you told me the Lions had a playoff game, that's funny, against any, he's not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but hypothetically, if they had a playoff team against any team in the NFC, I would say the Lions have a shot. In the AFC, they have no shot against the Chiefs or Bills. And to be honest, I toss the Bengals in there too. Would you say the Lions have any shot, a shot at any team in the NFC? No. In a playoff game? No. (laughs) I knew knew you were going to say that. Must be drinking that cat milk, Jason Kidd. The The Lions have a shot against the Eagles? They already lost to them. Maybe because they came back, they were down a bunch of touchdowns, and then they came the Lions, back. The Lions would. Ha- I don't care if Brock Osweiler is playing quarterback for the 49ers. The Lions have a. How many points are the Lions scoring against the 49ers? <laughs> the The Lions are two games out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, he's not saying they're going to make the playoffs. He's saying right. hypothetically. We should use a team hypothetical, like use the commanders as your example. You got the, command- the commanders is a great example f- for this hypothetical situation, right? They are. They beat the fucking Eagles, Eagles. in Philly. The commanders, who are a playoff team this year, right? No one in the world would be shocked if the, well, actually, the the commanders might be eighth right now, right? Yeah, they're out. Let's say the commanders are the seventh seed. Is anybody in the world shocked if the first weekend of wildcard football, they beat the two seed Vikings? No. But the idea of them beating the two seed fucking Chiefs is ludicrous. Yeah, I agree. Also ludicrous, bringing up the Lions at any point ever. What are we doing? I had to do it. RIP Baker Mayfield. Cut. Do the Niners go for Baker Mayfield? No, I would not. Why? I would not. 
You know, because he's because two turnover prone, right? Like, like my, my, my take would be, why are you bringing this guy in? And I know it was just whatever, three quarters of a game for Brock Purdy. And I'm not saying Brock Purdy's the answer. I don't know what the answer is. I just don't think it's Baker Mayfield. I think I think this was his last shot. Baker Mayfield is last, last chance you. Like that was your last chance, dude. You're, well, you're we back. just we just didn't we just did uh we just did uh who's gonna be out of the league first, Winston or Mayfield, and we both said Mayfield. Remember that? You're right, we did. Good call. Yeah. We both Got said it. Mayfield. Should pull that clip back up. I just don't think he's, you know, like why, why take that chance is, is the ceiling that much higher with Baker Mayfield running the show in San Francisco than Brock Purdy? No, 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 I don't, I don't think so. I think that, um, well, I mean, who's backing up Brock. I mean, they went and got Josh Johnson, which like that guy, unbelievable. Good for him. But it just seems like in a case of an emergency, I mean, you have, you do, you do need a backup quarterback. Sure. Addition by, or subtraction by addition though, if you bring in Mayfield, just the, the noise and all that comes with it. Yeah. He brings some baggage for sure. He brings that. Let's get creative though, because we both think that the, you think with a, a Jimmy G that the Niners have as good a chance as the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl? Like you you like them, you like them one too? Correct. Who's out there? Where do we go? Who's Nick is Nick Foles on the on the Colts? No, I, I don't know, but I don't even know if I like that. Stuff. You can't trade. You can trade after the trading deadline. How's that work? I don't know. He's on the Colts. Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson would be great in that system. That running game and that defense. I'd go, I'd go Baker first. I'd shut the fuck up. You would not go Baker over Russell Wilson. I mean, it'd be a in, fucking... in, in a hypothetical world, we know what Russell Wilson does with the running game and a defense. He goes to Super Bowls. He wins one. Well, we're not sure. You know, we don't like Baker. Colin Coward doesn't like Baker. Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham's father don't like Baker. But do Baker's whole rosters hate Baker? Because we you talk about you talk about addition by subtraction. We're now at the point where entire rosters. Just don't like Russell Wilson. Let me ask you this. Who's hated more? Drew Brees? Like Eli? What do you do if you're in the Niners? Do you, are you can do you, do you are you having these conversations at all? No, you're you're stuck, man. You're like, hey, we we can win, we can win games with Brock Party. We, we we gotta just live by this. You don't go like, how do we get Aaron Rodgers here? Jacoby Verscoli. Holy God, now. Who's hated more by his teammates? Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? I think without a doubt, it's Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. 
I don't think I don't think most NFL player types give a fuck about what Deshaun Watson did. I don't think they do either. He looked terrible yesterday, by the way. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Not as bad as the, the Texans offense, though. Did you see the Samantha Ponder clip? No. She was crying, talking about Deshaun Watson, because she knew him personally. I didn't see it. It was well, one of those what? things where like you shouldn't laugh, but I'm laughing. Watching. She knew him personally. What does that even mean? Like she had, she liked him and she she got to know him through, you know, working at ESPN and whatever events and 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 she and he disappointed her in his yes. actions. And she was crying. And dude, it goes on for like two and a half minutes. I just saw the clip on Twitter. And it's one of those, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm cracking up. Also, like. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded at this point. Dude, if you told me that any NFL player, based on what I know from OJ Simpson to Aaron Hernandez to name the list that was a serial killer, serial rapist, dude, how are you shocked? These guys get their heads banged around every fucking day. You, your, your husband is an ex-quarterback in the NFL. You're shocked that somebody is like a serial sexual assaulter? You're shocked by this. Like at this point in my life, I'm 41 years old. If you told me, like, I, it, it, there'd be a lot of things to be hard to shock me. Like that bar is like really, right? Now ESPN, I see other. I, I watched the game. I was curious, so I watched the start of the game. There was just nobody there. It was like he's booed. I like the headline. I was like, well, there's really nobody there to boo him, right? The Texans are like Kyle Allen at the quarterback was just you, you talk about debacle, which I don't know what that says about Davis Mills that, that he got benched. Browns are five and seven. Here's what's interesting the Browns, if they beat the Bengals, I don't think they will. They're kind of like itching back in that playoff race. Cause I thought, but that's yeah, that's what I said. But I mean, Deshaun Watson, I mean, listen, and the thing is, we can shit on Deshaun Watson all we want, how bad he played. But fucking, he didn't play the game in two years. Yeah, can I do something? Because I know we pick games on a uh, Thursday. Yeah, but we always pick games on Thursday, and a lot of it is the competition between you and I, and and what gets lost in it is sometimes like what we should, what I think people should uh, pick for betting purposes. Okay, and and also something I've learned in. Uh, specifically this season, obviously players being out and whatnot is how many uh, lines have just like drastically moved. I looked at the, I, I did a look ahead to the lines this week. I just wanted to throw three games out there immediately. Qu quick rapid fire. Three games. This jumped out to me. Bills minus nine over the jets. Jets are playing everybody close to me. That's insane. Get on that before that money come before that line, before I that agree. line comes down. Bengals minus six at home against the Browns. We just said we don't think the Browns beat them. Minus six? Minus six? I think the, the Bengals smoke them. Yeah, but hold on. But hold on. You, you don't think anything's at play? Burrow has never beaten the Browns since I don't care. Year. I don't care. Minus six, that should be higher, at least right now. And I think it's going to go up. And then next week, we I might end up picking the Browns by Thursday. But we're doing a minus six right now. I'm jumping on it. And also, finally... You know I don't care 
for the Vikings at all. You know, I don't care for the Vikings at all, but currently the Detroit lions are favored by a point against the Minnesota Vikings. Jets, Bengals, Vikings today. Right we'll now. The, we'll see what those lines are. Jets plus nine, Bengals minus six, Vikings plus one today. And I can't wait to see what those lines do before Thursday. Yeah, they're going to move for sure. I don't hate the I don't hate the bill. I, I'm sorry. I don't hate the Lions one, dude. You think the Lions are going to beat the Vikings? Those are five and seven now. They're, they're, we we what was the over under? Was it five and a half or six and a half wins? Which we were like ride the under hard. They're what do we know about that. Kirk Cousins? What time he plays? Is the defense going to give him trouble? It's in Kirk it's Cousins, in Detroit. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins loves to look like a superstar when it's a softy D. Let me tell you something. When 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 the Vikings beat the Lions handily next week, we're going to be getting more Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins MVP calls because he's not pressured and he looks great, cool, calm, cool, collected in the pocket. He's suddenly shirtless on the plane ride home. No, I think the Lions win that game right now. I might change my pick Thursday. I think the Lions win that game. I think the Lions go to six and seven. They got great. So we'll talk a little NBA. I know we haven't. Well, we also have more baseball to talk. I don't know if you saw the breaking news. The Reds relocated, put me out of my misery. Wouldn't that be wonderful for everybody? Um, Sources have... Trey Turner to the Philadelphia Phillies for like $300 million. Wow. Yeah. Because who owns the Phillies? I don't know. But he doesn't give a shit about 11 years from now. What's Trey Turner going to be 11 years from now? I'm so scared about what could happen in 11 years. In 11 years, the fucking... The goddamn ozone layer could rip open. We'd all be dead because Tesla batteries don't fucking decompose or something. Uh, President Kanye West may have gotten us into a nuclear fucking war with Russia and South Korea and Israel because he hates the Jews or whatever. Who gives a fuck what's going to happen in 11 years? Stop being afraid of fucking signing deals five years from now when there's no salary cap. Well, to be fair, it's not your money. You're right. It's not my money. But I don't walk around pretending I'm going to fucking do whatever it takes. You, I'm done. You've done a 180 on Steve Cohen. You loved him. I, I, of course, I loved him. He, listen, I'm going to say it again. Pick a lane. That's all I'm asking. Pick a lane. You can be rich and smart. You can be rich and smart. Mark Cuban was rich and smart with the Mavs. They won a championship. They got another fucking all-timer player. They're figuring out a way to build around him. 
Will they figure out a way to build him into a championship? They, he didn't just say Jalen Brunson did it, whatever. Let's give him all the money. You can be rich and smart. Okay. You want to go, you want to be the fucking Oakland A's with money? Then do it. But guess what doesn't jive with that? The Scherzer deal or the Verlander deal? It, pick a lane. Be George Steinbrenner or be Billy Bean. But don't try to be both. Because it's not that's not how it works. Do the Lakers make the playoffs? Probably. This Anthony Davis resurgence, I did not see. It's kind of the thing is, is like you know the 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 um what's his name? Who's the who's the guy that played Van Wilder? Ryan Reynolds. You know the Ryan Reynolds meme gif where he's like a doctor and he just but why? <laughs> like like the thing about Anthony Davis is just like I need like it makes it hard for me to get super hyped about their potential when it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to when you do or do not play well. That's what that that's the thing that scares me about saying, yeah, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Right now, the Lakers are a game out of the play-in. So right now, with the way he's playing and the way that they've been playing lately, yeah, they, they'll be in at least the play-in thing. But why? <laughs> like, are you just gonna decide tomorrow to? be uh disappearing nobody again like i just yeah. don't i i don't mind uh anthony davis's off court persona or like personality i don't say i don't want to say it's a persona cuz i don't think he's like acting like anything i don't mind a quiet guy who's not really an attention seeker who's not really like making bold claims and press conferences and whatever like be you man but he also doesn't say oh i'm playing really well right now because this is happening and this is like anthony davis 2020 anthony davis made you think the lakers could contend the next couple of years until lebron james got too old and then suddenly he just wasn't that guy and i know he's had injuries but like it hasn't always been injuries. Yeah. I guess, I guess it is crazy. I think it was just 2020 when he played so well. Well, I mean, he's played well before that. No, I know. Well. I'm just saying the consistency. Maybe he can inspire the fifth grade boys that I coach that are really struggling. Down year for you guys. I'm just, I'm really, I, I, I almost got teed up last game. I think I was going to, these refs were so bad. And I, and I, and I, I know a lot of it was my frustration with our boys. It was our first regular season game. Just, it takes them three quarters to get going. I, like, I've been on the Cincinnati sports uh, Reddit. A lot of people are saying that for all of the Zach Taylor trashing that you've done, that you might need to pipe down considering your own coaching in-game str str strategy. A lot of talk that Andy Ruther 
Well, well, real, first of real, all, real loud about coaching. He, he can't can't get can't get fifth graders to show up for the for the opening tip. No, I agree. I I, I need to change some things around. See, that's the thing. I'm ready to make adjustments. And for the record, Taylor, the last few games has called has called a good game. Now there were, there were some awful calls yesterday. I don't know if the one fourth down was Joe Burrow's. You know, everybody says that was his audible. Blah blah blah. I, I think mostly it was a good game that was called. And same for Tennessee and same for Steelers. So look, I'll give credit where credit's due. I think three games have been called well, but then at times I say to myself, is it being called that well or is just Joe Burrow that fucking good? You know what I'm saying? Like sure, right? but I'll say I'll say another thing about Zach Taylor um and NFL coaching. In general, what teams that the Bengals could face in the AFC playoffs or in the Super Bowl do you think have a decided coaching advantage over the Bengals? It's a good question. Not the Chiefs. No, because they beat them three times in a row. And yeah. and also, like people love to do the like I think Andy Reid's a great coach. Well, everything that people are saying about Zach Taylor, they said about Andy Reid forever. Couldn't clock manage. Didn't know what the fuck he's doing. Suspect on the goal line. Suspect fourth down calls. I mean, Andy Reid had Andy Reid had like a historic run with the Eagles, where his fourth and goals, his or his first and goal inside the threes, or his fourth down play calls and fourth and one. Atrocities, atrocities may have caused his son to have a fucking heroin addiction. I would say like, Shanahan has a big coaching advantage over him, and I saw that firsthand last year when I went to the game here. Sirianni, I don't know. By the way, why is Sirianni so angry? I have he is he looks so Nick Sirianni looks so pissed off all the time. Like, dude, you have the best record in the NFL. I'm not saying you're sitting over there with. The Joker grin, but like, why are you so angry, bro? But let's just do it right now. Let's go. If you go playoffs, let's just go with the playoff teams. I'd say Buffalo. Yeah, I think they have a coaching advantage. Kansas City. No. Baltimore. No. Yeah. Tennessee. Yes. Even Miami, beat, even though the Bengals beat them twice, no. The Jets, no. But but hold on, I I think he, he, here's the thing that works well. Also, I think they have a great defensive coordinator, and it's like he's not touching that. You know what I'm saying? Like like they call great games defensively. So, and I don't think he mismanages games. I liked that he got on Chase yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. For the 15 yard penalty after the first touchdown, because he didn't he didn't want it to get to that point because there was so much trash talking going on all week on social media and just in the media in general. I like when he got on him for that 15 yard penalty. I, I don't know. I, I think in terms of coaching, the Bengals are in a good spot. Like you said, good defensive coordinator. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow running your offense. Zach Taylor not not mismanaging games. 
Well, he hasn't lately. I agree. He hasn't. You're lately. in a you're in a pretty good spot as uh, when you look around the league and the guys you might play. In terms of oh, you know, yeah, sir. Maybe he got out coached a little bit by McVeigh. Maybe he gets you know, but like, you just got to be in the same you know class. I mean, think about sure. all the think about all the Bill Belichick. No, for sure. Games. We're going to go to a hell of a game on paper, Bengals, Bills, and you and I are going to decide this week. We're going to have a cutoff for the giveaway with our friends at Gold Star. We received two diss tracks yesterday from our two front runners, Jed and Matthew, each released a diss track, which if you listened, it might have hurt your ears. Love you guys. Appreciate the effort. I'm just going to be pretty candid here. But I loved it. This is what I love about the dirt balls. I love that you guys did diss tracks. Jed did a diss track. Matthew followed it right up like a couple hours later or an hour later. So get those submissions in. That is Monday Night Football. I mean, how good is that game looking right now, Joe, with playoff yeah. implications? Great. What 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 do we have as our deadline here? You want to say like next Thursday's show? You want to you want to do a deadline? Next, I I think there should be a deadline, and we'll announce on on next Thursday, December fifteenth show. On December fifteenth, on Thursday's show, December fifteenth, we will announce who will be joining Andy, Randy, and myself or for we Monday extend Night to, Football. We, do we want to extend it to Monday? So the following Monday. Yeah. And that, that would be two weeks out from the game. Here's the thing. I'm already thinking ahead. We might have to record Wednesday night. Okay. That's why I'm already thinking of some things I have. Okay. So Monday the 19th. Let's do that. Two, which will be two weeks to the day before the Monday night, January 2nd game. Love it. Andy, Randy, and myself, and the Dirt Ball watching two of the best teams in all of football in prime time in Cincinnati with chili, chili hot dogs, Miller Light, all this stuff. We'll tailgate before. There's a big tailgate. There's a big tailgate before. You have until Monday the 19th to get your submissions in. You can send them. Via Twitter, Instagram. It's just got to be posted somewhere where we could see it or hear it. Why you deserve to join us. Two dirt balls are in like a USA, Soviet Union, Cold War fucking arms race. And the rest of you guys are just hanging by. That doesn't mean that this is over. No. Just show us something. Yeah. It's open across all social media platforms that the Dirty Sports exists on. Can I play tag, some of their songs? Tag us so we can see it. Yeah. You know what? You know what? For, forget. I'm not going to play the full thing. Forget the uh, the calls. 310-359-8365. I want to play a couple of their diss tracks to kind of get this going. So this all started. Well, part of it is probably is, it's music I don't like. So So we have Jed dropping his diss track. 725 yesterday 
Matthew responded at 1042, so about three hours later. So here's Jed. He starts his diss track for Matthew. Telling you, Matthew, you should drop out of this Cause you ain't ready for this seat You lie to us all when you hit that can of chili Because you chug it and then claim If it ain't gold star, then it's wrong You drop the ball But have no fear Well, the winner of this contest was always here I'm going down, down to the core stadium I'm gonna chill with dirty I'll be sharing a meal with Prano And you'll be back home eating chili that shit You're going down, down in this final round <laughs> Put up a hell of a fight You're gonna be eating chili that's shitty Okay, so that's Matthew's I'm sorry, that's Jed's Matthew comes right, before back. we listen to Matthews. I'm, can I go to the other room and just gauze the blood out of my ears? <laughs> just draining. Yeah, I listened to that full my three minutes blood. 47 seconds. My blood ears. <laughs> okay, so this is Matthews. <gasps> This one goes out to the other side of the rivalry, Jed. Yeah. I'm a Fallout Boy fan too, but I only do deep cuts. That's your first problem, Fallout. Is this Jed <laughs> Oh my God. Were the videos we made only friendly banter? And I thought the lights in Cincinnati were too heavy for me. I love you guys for this. So I chugged the chili for everyone to see. (laughs) And I saw Jed cry in the reflection of Okay, so first of all, Fallout Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think Fallout Boy is like trash. Like, I would never listen to that shit. Hot take. I'm just saying. Like, and 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 this obviously we have a we have an age gap here with these guys. Yeah, love the submissions. Love them. These guys are in the YouTube comments right now. Hey, hey, and for and for the record, guys, I, I'm gonna you know like diss you guys. It's not like I have a good track record of songs either. No, it's a nightmare. So, so I want to just let you guys know this is all fun love. Like I suck too. I've done multiple rap songs, and also 
it's made Brano lead out the years. Yeah. And I refuse to even do musical comedy because I know where I stand. So I, I props to you guys. Props to you guys for the effort. Also, uh, you made my ears bleed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Hey, dude, I'm all about effort in this. Have the people at Gold Star sent me some messages saying what's going on with this? Yes, they have. And then I was accused last night in a positive way of saying the dirtball mentality is now because of how you handle our Twitter for Bengals stuff, it's now eked into Gold Star because within 24 hours, one person tweeted, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I'll take a full bath in Gold Star Chili. And I quote tweeted from Gold Star, right? Like the internet lives forever. We'll see what happens. And then somebody yesterday sent us a video on Gold Star. He bonged chili spaghetti and cheese i love it so i'll take a little credit it's kind of a little andy ruther dirty sports effect on their twitter to kind of get that sort of uh, mentality and that's what i love from you guys the same exact thing love that energy so get those videos in like joe was saying we're at the dirty sports on all social go ahead and do that or you can send up us privately and i'll make it public I'm at Andy Ruther. He's at Joe Prano on everything but Twitter at Fix Your Life. That's right. I'm at JoePrano.com for shows. Got shows coming up in and around Southern California for the rest of December. And then we got New York. Then we got Vegas. Then we got Wilmington, North Carolina. Then we got Sketchfest in San Francisco. Go to my uh, website if you're in any or some of those places. If you're in any of those places. Um I'm sure I'll come back to Texas to watch Jacob DeGrom pitch at some point. Um, but first I got to get over this Texas COVID. Um, yeah. Follow me on all social media. You know what I might do, Andy? I might, I might re reach, relight that, uh, dirty sports TikTok today. Oh and, uh, yeah. I, th- about I, that. I think it's time for, uh, Steve Cohen. What are you doing rant on uh dirty sports TikTok? Pick a lane, sir. Pick a lane. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll uh, contribute at some point again with some of my epic rants. Let's do it. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate everything. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>